country of the sky, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Zay, collectively known as SoCal Uncensored or SCU. This is Catch, Hook, and Shoot, the worst podcast I've ever been on. Welcome to Catch, Hook, and Shoot. Today is Sunday, February the 2nd. For all you NFL fans, it is Super Bowl Sunday. want to thank everybody for uh, listening, watching, and subscribing on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Podbean, and any place else, and as well as uh, YouTube for the video feed. Make sure everybody's following on social media on all platforms. You can find the show at Catch, Hook, Shoot. Uh, head over to patreon.com slash catch hook shoot for all your bonus content going to be making some changes over there in the, the coming week or so so uh, keep an eye out for those and uh, pro wrestling tees.com slash catch hook shoot is where you go for all your t-shirt needs and if you ever want to send an email with uh, questions comments or anything for the show it's catch hook shoot at gmail.com so let's jump right in all of the uh, wrestling action for this week got a got a huge huge packed show for you guys today so uh you know let's kick it all off as we always do with the match of the week so this week's match of the week uh might be a little uh controversial so to speak as far as what my pick is and that is the uh the men's royal rumble from last sunday uh, i know a lot of people had uh some complaints about it weren't real happy with the way the match started but i think pretty much everybody liked the way the match ended and i uh you know personally i thought the match told a great story it uh you know it showed brock obviously as that monster heel like like they always do he had 13 consecutive eliminations uh so he entered at number 1 and eliminated numbers 2 through 14 you know pretty much as they came in and then uh, number 15 obviously was ricochet was able to last until number 16 came in which was drew mcintyre who uh who was the one to eliminate brock lesnar and ultimately win the match and uh you know gain that uh, that main event spot at wrestlemania so i i thought you know for for being a 30 person match it told a good story to build up to the that wrestlemania main event and to the eventual winner of the royal rumble and drew mcintyre but uh you know a lot of people not happy with the uh, all the eliminations from Brock and some of the people who were eliminated. Like, I was really, really looking forward. The one thing I was disappointed with was that part of those 13 eliminations were John Morrison and Kofi Kingston. Because these are the two guys that, you know, have that reputation of avoiding elimination in some very, very creative ways. And we hadn't, up to this point, seen both of them in the same rumble doing doing that kind of crazy stuff and i was really hoping to see you know a spot or two like that from those two guys and obviously it didn't happen because brock eliminated both of them in pretty quick fashion so uh that that for me was the one disappointing thing but that you know that's just a personal thing but i think overall it was one of the better royal rumble matches that there that there have ever been so that that is my uh my pick for this week's match of the week and that's the men's royal rumble from last sunday so moving right along into the next segment of the show, my uh, yeah, basically my three uh, three I guess favorite spots or highlight spots from uh, from the week, and of course I am talking about the three count. 
So number one on the three count this week. I, I don't think there's any doubt this is probably the, the biggest highlight of the week, and that is the return of Edge. Now, I've talked a lot about this over the last couple months since these rumors started swirling about Edge coming back and how I didn't uh, didn't think it was a good idea. I didn't want to see him come back. And, you know, I still I still hold to that. I mean, I know um, that neck injury that, uh, that he had suffered, you know, is something that can, you know, it, it can... Uh, you know, it can cause uh, a lot of uh, a lot of issues, you know, down the line, especially as you get older and your body continues to take that pounding. But, you know, he said he, he had that second neck surgery. He obviously got medically cleared and, uh, you know, came back in the Royal Rumble, had an amazing showing, was in the final three, uh, came out on, on Raw. I'll get into that in a little bit. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, uh, I'm happy to say that, uh, that I was wrong, that he was able to come back because Edge is one of my all-time favorite WWE wrestlers and it's just it's awesome to see him back um you know apparently uh the details of his contract which you know take it with a grain of salt I mean this is what's being reported by the the dirt sheets out there and everything but uh, apparently it's a three-year contract basically it's three million dollars a year uh for uh um 25 appearances and three matches per year so that that is a a great great deal it's a, a you know very very limited so it's going to minimize the 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 punishment and the abuse that he puts on his body but i think we all know three matches a year from edge he's going to go out there and give it a thousand percent so you know in three matches, he could very well be taking the same amount of pounding that he would on a full schedule, just because uh, of the way that he works. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, seeing Edge back in the ring. I'm sure, we're going to see him at WrestleMania again. I'll get into that in a little bit. But uh, yeah, welcome welcome back, Edge. I love it. Now, number two on the three count, I touched on a little while ago. Brock Lesnar eliminating 13 consecutive entries in the Royal Rumble, uh, started off at number one and eliminated numbers two through 14. And, and, you know, I, I would have to think it's gotta be record time for that many eliminations. Um, and you know, I think there, there was a couple reasons that they did this. Uh, number one, obviously to show Brock's dominance yet again. And number two, the, you know, the 13 eliminations that ties the record set by Braun Strowman at the greatest Royal Rumble, which was one of the Saudi Arabia shows that uh, WWE has put on and I think the reason they did it is so that they can say that the record was at least set or tied in a a regular Royal Rumble match at the official Royal Rumble pay-per-view rather than kind of you know what what most people look at as a glorified house show at the uh, at the greatest Royal Rumble match so I I think that you know I think the reason for Brock doing that was twofold to uh, again show his dominance and to to uh you know, have that record be at least tied on uh, uh, on the actual Royal Rumble pay-per-view. Uh, number three on my three count this week is Randy Orton attacking Edge at the end of Monday Night Raw. Now, if there was any doubt about Edge being in, uh, you know, being cleared and being healthy and being in ring shape and able to uh, do some of the things that he used to do, I think that doubt was erased Monday night because, uh, yeah, Randy Orton just uh, showed no mercy on Edge whatsoever. Uh, lots of chair shots to the back. Uh, a concerto, you know, a one-man concerto in the middle of the ring had Edge carted out in, on, a, on a stretcher and taken out by an ambulance and things like that. And, uh, you know, if he, if he wasn't cleared, if he wasn't healthy, if he wasn't able to take that kind of stuff, it wouldn't have happened. So that, I think that just goes to prove how hard Edge has worked to get back and... Uh, you know, it's uh, it's just it's 
building the story more and more, you know, because we're seeing that uh, that legend killer uh, of uh, Randy Orton come out again, and I'm certain this is going to lead to a WrestleMania match between these two, which Edge and Orton, you're talking about two of the greatest in-ring performers WWE's ever had. So that is, that is going to be a fantastic match. I'd be very, very surprised if that is not a WrestleMania match with, uh, with Edge and Orton. Um, talked about Edge's contract a couple of minutes ago, you know, 25 appearances, three matches per year, so I'm sure... As it gets closer to Mania, he'll uh, come back from that injury, you know, confront Orton, and uh, you know, set up the match for WrestleMania. So can't uh, can't wait to see the build for that one because, like I said, Edge one of my all-time favorites, and I'm thrilled to to see him uh, healthy enough and in you know in phenomenal shape to to come back. I mean, he you know just looks wise, he looks to be in better shape than he ever has in his career. So uh, yeah, can't can't wait to see Edge versus Orton at uh, WrestleMania. Moving into the uh, WWE news and rumors for the week, a uh, lot of lot of injuries going on. Uh, AJ Styles suffered a shoulder injury at the Royal Rumble. Um, you know, it took a spear from Edge, and it wasn't anything that Edge did, but uh, AJ just you know really really was trying to sell it as such a devastating maneuver, and uh, took like a uh, just basically took a bad bump, landed square on his shoulder, and separated his shoulder. So uh, you know, hopefully he'll be back for WrestleMania. I'm sure. You know, um, you know, as long as it's not more severe than, you know, separated shoulder, I don't think it's anything that requires surgery or anything like that. So I think, uh, you know, we'll see AJ back in time for, for WrestleMania. Uh, also on Raw, we saw Drew, uh, Drew McIntyre officially challenge Brock Lesnar for the main event of WrestleMania. Uh, and then we saw Brock, you know, attack, attack McIntyre. No big surprise there. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that hopefully that I think should be the main event. That should be the match to close out the show. There's been some talk going around that Paul Heyman and Vince McMahon are having a bit of a disagreement as far as which match should close WrestleMania. Heyman obviously wants Drew and Brock. Apparently Vince wants uh, Roman Reigns and The Fiend, which is the rumored uh, Universal title match. So, um, I mean, I think everybody knows Vince has final say in this, but, uh, you know, hopefully Paul Heyman can... uh, uh, exert his influence and get Vince to change his mind. I know that's asking for a miracle, but uh, you know we'll uh, we'll have to see. But uh, in my opinion, I think it should be Drew and Brock to close out WrestleMania because Brock Lesnar, um, you know, and McIntyre as well, obviously. But Lesnar, despite all the squash matches and things that he puts on, is capable of having a great match with a great opponent. I mean, you know, go back and look at the match he had with Finn Balor. Look at the matches he's had with AJ Styles and. Uh, and things like that, and you know, so Drew versus Brock could put on easily a, a five-star match, in my opinion. So we'll have to see how that plays out. Moving over to NXT, Pete Dunn and Matt Riddle are the winners of this year's Dusty Classic, and they'll be challenging for the uh, uh, tag team championships at the uh, next NXT Takeover coming up in Portland at the end of the month. And uh, also found out we're going to see uh, Tommaso Ciampa getting his uh, his shot to get uh, Goldie back from Adam Cole. So, uh, yeah, TakeOver Portland shaping up to be a, a pretty good uh, pretty good TakeOver. And uh, this one looks, I believe this one is a standalone. Usually, you know, or not usually, but most times uh, TakeOver is a company, a WWE pay-per-view, but this one is uh, is standing on its own. So I'm looking, looking forward to that. Should be, you know, should be uh, just based on what we're seeing so far, it's going to be a, a great TakeOver, which is no surprise from NXT. On the SmackDown side, we got a new Intercontinental Champion in Braun Strowman, his first uh, singles title in WWE, long overdue, uh, defeated Shinsuke Nakamura this week on SmackDown. 
Um, you know, Nakamura's title reign, I got to say, was a bit disappointing, and that's nothing, you know, to do with Nakamura. The blame for that is not on him. It's just the way that the way that the mid-card titles are booked, it's like, almost like they're kind of an afterthought. The Intercontinental title, the U.S. title, you know, I don't think there's enough emphasis and enough importance put on them. And that's, you know, that's on the writers and the bookers and, and the people that are uh, putting all this together. It's not on the wrestlers that are carrying those belts. Uh, also on SmackDown, we saw The Miz and John Morrison win a, uh, a fatal four-way tag team match to earn a tag team title shot at the next Super Showdown coming up in Saudi Arabia. So that should be should be an interesting match with Miz and Morrison taking on the New Day. Uh, also some WWE corporate news. Uh, co-presidents of WWE, George Berrios and Michelle Wilson, are out, have been uh, basically fired by Vince McMahon. And, uh, yeah, the, the backlash from that is, uh, <laughs> has not been pretty. WWE stock lost a billion dollars since that, uh, you know, since the news of this broke. And, I mean, I just the, the very concept of that is mind-boggling that a company can lose a billion dollars and still be viable. Just goes to show how big the WWE truly is. But, uh, yeah, and apparently there was no succession plan in place you know, to replace them, so the, um, yeah, we'll have to keep an eye on this, because it just was a bit of a surprise, it was kind of sudden, you know, normally when uh, a president or CEO of a company is going to be leaving, I mean, typically you have uh, a plan in place, there's some kind of notice, it's like, okay, you know, uh, 30 days, 60 days, whatever, and so-and-so is going to be leaving, and so-and-so is going to be taking over, and that didn't happen that way with WWE, so, uh, yeah, we'll have definitely have to keep an eye on that. Um, apparently, the revival have requested their releases again from the WWE, and uh, you know they were not granted the first time, obviously. But uh, here in the last couple of months, WWE has granted some releases to some superstars that had been uh, requesting them. So we'll have to see if the revival get theirs as well. Um, can't say I blame them. I mean, WWE. Tag team wrestling is not a priority. It's you know again like the uh, like the mid card titles. It's kind of an afterthought, and there's all these cut and paste tag teams out there, you know like uh, like Seth Rollins and uh, and Buddy Murphy, the Raw tag team champions. When you have established everyday tag teams like AOP and Viking Raiders, and and so many other great tag teams in WWE, and I just don't think they're being used to their full potential, so I can't uh, can't blame the Revival for, for asking for their release. Um, getting into WrestleMania main events, uh, the rumored main events, and when I say main events, I'm talking about the top titles. Uh, the WWE title, Universal title, the Raw and SmackDown women's titles. Uh, it's looking like, obviously, Drew and Brock, that's pretty much set. Uh, Roman versus the Fiend for the Universal Title is the rumored uh, <clears throat> is the rumored match for that one. Um, now for the SmackDown Women's Title, the rumor is that Becky Lynch's challenger is going to be Shayna Baszler, which is interesting because there's been some kind of conflicting reports. Some saying you know Shayna's going to go up to the the main roster. Some saying she's going to stay in NXT. Uh, so we'll have to see how that one plays out. But I think Becky versus Shayna could put on a great match. Uh, and then as far as the SmackDown Women's Title. Um, you know, it's looking like uh, Bailey versus Naomi is going to be the match. We saw Bailey come out on SmackDown this past week, uh, cutting a promo in the ring. Ba uh, Naomi came out, interrupted her, you know, uh, basically saying, you know, you've never beat me, talking to Bailey. And uh, so it looks like they're setting that one up. I don't know if that'll be at WrestleMania or sometime before then, but I would think, you know, at, the, at this point, we're in WrestleMania season. So I would think they would build that one. Um, 
interesting part of this is uh, Charlotte, the winner of the Women's Royal Rumble, uh, is apparently going to be challenging Rhea Ripley for the NXT Women's Championship with her uh, with her title matches she won with that Royal Rumble victory. That that is uh, that's definitely different. It's uh, never been done before, so. I'm curious to see how this is going to play out. I think Charlotte and Rhea would put on a great match. Um, it'd be it would be very cool to see the NXT title defended on the main show of WrestleMania. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing this one play out. Uh, another rumor going around is that Christian is going to be returning as part of Edge's feud with Randy Orton. Now, which side he's going to be on uh, is yet to be seen, obviously. And obviously, this is just a rumor. Who knows? But, uh, of course, Edge came back, so, of course, people are going to be wondering about Christian coming back. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm not opposed to it. E- on either side, him and Edge work fantastic together, and they were fantastic rivals as well. So I think he could he could definitely add a new dimension, a new wrinkle to that feud. Uh, talked about AJ Styles' injury earlier. Apparently, there were six head injuries this past week in WWE, which is which is kind of crazy. I mean, you had uh, Marcel Bartel um, and Alexander Wolf and Roderick Strong all suffered head injuries at the uh, Worlds Collide event, and then on uh, on Monday Night Raw, you had Samoa Joe, Rey Mysterio, and Riddick Moss all suffer head injuries. And I mean, when it comes to concussions. You know, it, it, you're, you're talking, it could be, you know, days or it could be months that these guys are out. And for it to happen to six guys in the span of really just a couple of days is is crazy. So uh, hopefully, you know, none of it is too serious. Hopefully these guys are back uh, sooner rather than later. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully they're not concussions. Maybe they just, you know, took, took a bump to the head. And, you know, WWE obviously being... Uh, overly cautious with head injuries, as they should. You know, pulled uh, uh, in Alexander Wolf and Samoa Joe's case, pulled them out of the matches that they were in, uh, just to be just to be safe. So that's definitely you know a good practice on WWE's end. So hopefully it's not uh, not anything too serious with any of these guys. So uh, and one thing I do have to uh, make mention of is my predictions from the Royal Rumble. I had my best uh, my best predictions to date for a WWE pay per view. I called uh, seven out of eight winners from the Royal Rumble event. So I, I'm I'm pretty happy with myself on that. And obviously, you know, I've said many times, I'm not an insider. I have no sources inside WWE. This was just my, you know, my thoughts based on what what I'm seeing on TV, just like you guys. So for me for me to go seven out of eight for the including picking both Rumble winners, I you know, I'm I'm very proud of that fact. So I'm just uh, you know taking taking my kudos for that. Um also interesting note from the Royal Rumble is uh, there was apparently a confrontation backstage between Matt Riddle and Brock Lesnar. Now, Riddle, of course, has been calling out Lesnar on social media, saying he wants to be the one to retire him and all this kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, apparently they had a confrontation backstage. wasn't anything, you know, nothing physical. It was basically just Brock saying, you know, you might as well stop saying my name because you and I are never, ever going to work together. Now, some people are saying this was a work to, to set up, you know, something with these two guys. Some are saying it was a shoot and, it, you know, it's never going to happen. Uh, apparently there was a, a directive sent down in NXT for NXT wrestlers to stop calling out Raw and SmackDown wrestlers on social media. So... Uh, who knows where this is going to lead, if anywhere. Just thought that was a little interesting uh, interesting tidbit there. Moving into some AEW news and rumors. Uh, Brody Lee, formerly known as Luke Harper in the WWE, is rumored to be debuting for, uh, for AEW uh, 
in the very near future, uh, the speculation is it's going to be in March when they have their first show in New York, because that is uh, where, where Brody Lee is from. So I think you'd get the best reaction there. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I can't cannot wait to see Brody Lee on a big stage, you know, without uh, without the handcuffs on. Because apparently Vince McMahon was never very high on Luke Harper, which I don't know why. In the ring, the guy is phenomenal. He's got a great look. Uh, a lot of people say he, he reminds them of Bruiser Brody, which I can definitely see that. So I think, uh, you know, him and AEW would be a great fit. Uh, coming up this week on AEW, uh, Cody is set to take his 10 lashes from MJF. So that uh, uh, that should be, uh, yeah, hard to watch is probably the best way I can put it. We've also got an eight-man tag team match coming up on AEW this week. The Young Bucks uh, teaming with the AEW Tag Team Champions, Kenny Omega and Hangman Page, taking on the Butcher and the Blade along with the Lucha Brothers. So that should be, I'm looking at that one to steal the show this week. That should be a great match, definitely an early contender for match of the week. Moving into some New Japan news, uh, it's rumored that New Japan is in talks now with Viceland for a new TV deal. Viceland, of course, the uh, the network that airs uh, Dark Side of the Ring and uh, another show called The Wrestlers. So uh, New Japan apparently talking to them about getting back on TV in the U.S., which would be great. I, I miss watching New Japan. You know, I don't have the New Japan World streaming service just because I can't get every streaming service in the world, guys. But, uh, you know, I uh, I would love to see... New Japan back on TV. Uh, I've also got a, uh, or we've also got some new champions in New Japan. Uh, Shingo Takagi defeated Hiroki Goto for the Never Openweight title at New Beginning in Sapporo Night One, and uh, the Gorillas of Destiny regained the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team titles from, uh, um, uh, yeah, from uh, Finjuice at uh, New Beginning in Atlanta. Moving on to Ring of Honor. Uh, Talked about it a couple couple weeks ago or last week maybe the, about Marty Skrull re-signing with Ring of Honor and he also apparently is taking on the role of head booker and he's wasting no time in uh, if this is in fact his doing uh, wasting no time in you know trying to revamp Ring of Honor and get the fans to come back um, Ring of Honor is reintroducing the Pure Championship now for those of you guys that aren't familiar uh, with old school Ring of Honor the Pure Championship was. Uh, Kind of a secondary title. Last person to hold it was Daniel Bryan. Uh, defeated Nigel McGuinness for it to unify the Pure Championship and the World Championship. But uh, matches for the Pure Championship are contested under what's called Pure Rules. No closed fists. And each wrestler is only allowed three rope breaks. So, like, say, you're in a submission hold. You, you get a rope break. You get uh, use the rope to break up a pinfall. Um, and then, you know, maybe to break another submission hold. And then that's it. After that third rope break, it doesn't count anymore. So, you know, if you're in a submission hold, the ropes aren't going to help you. If you're in a pin, the ropes aren't going to help you. Uh, so it's some, some interesting rules. But that's, uh, yeah, being brought back on April 10th and 11th. There's going to be a tournament held uh, April 10th in Columbus, Ohio, and April 11th in Pittsburgh. Um also, for Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor coming up on uh, WrestleMania weekend, and a uh, big match announced for that, Ring of Honor versus New Japan, Marty Skrull taking on Jay White from the Bullet Club, that should be uh, a great match to watch, and also another um, event that has been announced is, uh, it's called Past versus Present, a lot of past uh, Ring of Honor stars coming back for this one, uh, like Delirious, who, you know, still with Ring of Honor, obviously working in a backstage capacity, but, uh, you know, doesn't really, doesn't really get in the ring too much anymore, so, uh, you know, Delirious going to be on the show, and uh, Alex Shelley, and a lot of old school guys taking on the current Ring of Honor guys, so that should be a fun, 
fun show to watch. And then coming up this month at a show called Free Enterprise, which is a free show. So if I believe it's in Baltimore, if you're in that area, just get get your tickets and go check it out. Because the uh, you know one of the matches announced for this, of course, uh, Marty Skrull has a rivalry going right now with NWA champ Nick Aldis. So on this Free Enterprise show, it's going to be Skrull teaming with ROH World Champion PCO taking on Nick Aldis and Roosh. So that uh, should be a great tag team match with those guys. Moving into Impact, uh, yeah, they're going to, uh, again, WrestleMania weekend, they have a show coming up. They're doing a TNA night, bringing back a lot of uh, a lot of the stars from when Impact was known as TNA, total nonstop action. So that uh, is looking interesting. They're actually going to have an Ultimate X match, which they haven't had uh, in a little while. So, And that was kind of, you know, in the beginnings of TNA, that was kind of their hallmark was the X Division, that Ultimate X match. So that uh, should be should be another fun show to watch. Uh, getting into some MLW goings on, uh, I just want to make mention of a match that took place on on MLW uh, this week. Actually, it was just uh, posted yesterday on their YouTube channel with their most recent episode uh, of uh, of Fusion. Simon Gotch versus Davy Boy Smith Jr. in a no holds barred match. Um, yeah, no ropes. You can win by knockout or tap out only. This match was phenomenal. I mean, the week before, we had a basically a hardcore bloodbath between Mance Warner. And uh, and Jimmy Havoc, and this was the polar opposite of that. It was a straight, you know, mat-based submission-style match, even though it was no holds barred. You know, it was a straight-up wrestling match, and it was phenomenal between Simon Gotch and Davey Boy Smith Jr. I highly recommend you check that one out. Also announced by MLW, they have a new working relationship with another company, uh, Dragon Gate from Japan. So MLW making some uh, making some good uh, good relationships out there, working with AAA now, working with Dragon Gate. Um, and uh, I would assume they're still working with Pro Wrestling Noah. I haven't seen anything to say that they're not. So uh, yeah, MLW, you know, making some some good connections. Uh, some NWA news. Some more stuff about uh, Nick Aldis and Marty Skrull. Uh, they will be having their World Heavyweight Championship match at the Crockett Cup coming up in April. Uh, location to be determined hasn't been announced yet. But uh, Aldis, because of his victory over Flip Gordon at the last pay-per-view, got to name the terms of this match. And uh, basically, he he's calling it a money-back guarantee, where if, uh, if Marty Skrull really wants this match, he has to agree that if he loses, he has to refund every single ticket to every person in the arena. So that that's interesting. I mean, I've heard of matches, you know, where they put money on the line and things like that. But, you know, th- this is an interesting little twist. So uh, Skrull hasn't officially accepted yet, but I'm sure he will. Uh, so I'm, I'm definitely going to be watching, watching this one closely to see how this plays out. Uh, we've also got a new NWA uh, TV champion. Now, this match hasn't aired yet, but Zicky Dice defeated uh, Ricky Starks in... Uh, uh, on uh, at the TV tapings last Sunday, so that I'm sure that'll be coming up uh, in the next few weeks on uh, an NWA Power. So that's uh, pretty much all I got for news and rumors for the week. So for uh, for right now, I am going to kick it over to my buddy Charlie G, and this is this week's indie cut. Hey there wrestling fans, I am Charlie G with your Indie Cut. Let's start off with AAA Gear 2020, We Are Born to Fight Tour from January 25th. Uh, the show started off with a touching tribute to La Parca, with the owner and all the wrestlers in the ring, most sporting some type of La Parca symbol. Uh, 
I wish I understood more of the words that were coming out, but it was still touching nonetheless. Now on to a mixed tag championship uh, with the champions Lady Maravilla and Viano III Jr. retaining in a four-way against Big Mommy, Nino Hamargesa, Lady Shani, and Dinastia, Kyra, and Ariz. Uh, this was just a wild match all over the arena with uh, Lady Maravilla stealing the win over Nino, hitting a second rope when uh, Nino hit a second rope splash on Ariz and Dinastia, then a Viano hitting a double stomp on Nino as he was pinning them for Lady to pin Dinastia F, uh, to steal the victory. Um, that, it was a cool segment, this lady winning, eh, okay. Uh, after the match, the AEW Stronghearts beat down Nino and Big Mommy. Uh, so I guess AAA and AEW are still kind of working together. Uh, next we had Taya, Mr. Iguana, and Masquerita Sagrada defeating Abysmal Negro, Negro Jr., La Hydra, and Demas with Masquerita pinning Demas. Uh, which is kind of funny when he's like five foot nothing and, and, and Demas is this big monster. Uh, after the match, they were paying tribute to Masquerita Sagrada for his 20 plus years of wrestling. But Rusha and his faction came out to destroy him and take his mask as they like to do. Uh, just as he was about to put on a spe special mask that, they were, that he was given. Uh, next we had Ponder Del Norte defeating Octagon Jr., Mr. Seas Jr., and Dragon Bane with Coda Jr. pitting Dragon Bane. Uh, after the match, Arjanis came out to beat down Mr. Seas Jr., wanting his mask and respect. Uh, so that's a long... Uh, Rivalry between both families, so we shall see how that goes. Uh, next, we have Pagano, Aeroshar, and Drago defeating Blue Demon Jr., Chessman, and Monster Clown by DQ when Blue Demon used a hammer on Drago's face. Nasty shot. Uh, after the match, Psycho Clown and Murder Clown came out to help Drago and Monster Clown, uh, who got knocked out by Blue Demon Jr. Uh, look, looks like most of the clowns are making peace once again, so uh, that's that should be good in AAA. Now on to the main event, which was Roosh, L.A. Park, and Bestie Del Ring versus Psycho Clown and the Lucha Brothers. Uh, this is a great match, of course, with all six of these competitors. Uh, usually the referee Tarantes usually is the Rudolph's referee, but he was beat up and gave the win to the Lucha Brothers and Psycho Clown after the faction hit three low blows and, unmus and unmasked everyone for a DQ loss. Uh, I was surprised to actually see them be, de be DQ'd, um, but maybe things are changing in AAA. <laughs> uh, it was a good match, good overall um, show, but this is a lousy ending. A uh, couple DQ wins at the end of the show kind of like this, like, fell flat. Uh, thank you to Triple English Twitch channel for someone to help with uh, some interpretations. Uh, with all the match run-ins, it seems like they're setting up a lot of storylines for the year. Uh, the next promoted show is February 8th, so check it out if you can. It will be on both Twitch channels. Uh, in some sad Triple A news, uh, Maxwell, who was 39, had a heart attack on January 20th, who asked for four four days prior to it. As the last report, he is in stable conditioner, and prayers go out to Maximal for a speedy recovery.
Uh, and after the F, F, SW Future Stars of Wrestling No Escape Show, also on the 25th, uh, the FSW Tag Titles were on the line with the Champions Project Body Count, which consists of Joe Graves and Hammerstone, losing to Shogun Jones and Special Surprise Kenny King, with Jones landing a reverse roll-up and a kingside kick on Graves to become the new Tag Team Champions. Then the No Limits Champion, Remy Marcel, lost his title to Ice Williams in a steel cage match. It was an okay match. Uh, for the main event, Kelly Cross in his final, in what was said to be his final FSW match, versus Punny, Funny Bone, also in a steel cage. Uh, Cross hit two Tombstay suplexes for the win, and a, de and a decent send-off steel cage match. Uh, Cross gave an emotional goodbye after six years starting in the same arena. Seeing he doesn't know where he is going next, but he hopes you all come with him. I know I will be one of them. Uh, now for some overseas news at uh, Red Pro Wrestling Live in Huntington, also from the 25th. Uh, Shota Umino defeated my interview buddy Carlos Ramo. Uh, there is a Red Pro undisputed British women's title number one, number one contendership four-way match with Brazil. Giselle Shaw defeating Debbie Keitel, Casey Owens, and Shanna. Uh, the SWE Speed King champion Ricky Knight Jr. retained his title against TK Cooper. And the Rev Pro Undisputed British Women's Champ Zoe Lucas retained against Millie, Mc Millie McKenzie. Now we move over to Stardom 9th Anniversary in Osaka from January 26th. And the SWA Undisputed Woman, World Women's Title Match, where Jamie Hayter defeated Utami Hayashi Shido to become the new champion. Uh, uh, that was, that's, it was a quick in the uh, week, um, so next week hopefully there's a lot more news. Uh, finally, check in with Indy Mania, Indy Mania with the semifinals and the final winners. Uh, Chris Bay, the number two seed. In the media division, lost to Matt Cross, the number one seat in the Dreamer division, and Warhorse, the number two seat from the Retro division, defeated Gentleman Jervis, the number one seat from the Power division. Uh, the final match was Matt Cross versus Warhorse, one versus two, and the winner of Indie Mania, who will be on the launch roster for Retromania Wrestling Game. Is Warhorse with a 55.8% win to 44.2 fan vote, the 4 to 1 retro studio vote, and Busted Open uh, chimed in with Picking Cross. So, congrats to Warhorse. Uh, Indie Mania saw 46,270 fan votes throughout the tournament, which is an awesome turnout for an independent game voting aspect. Uh, next week, I will recap some Repro. And progress news along with the freelance wrestling send in the clown show from the Logan Square Auditorium on February 7th. Uh, that's a wrap for me. Happy wrestling, everyone, and back to you, Tom. All right, so that's Charlie G with your indie cut. And moving right along into the next segment of the show. Uh, I took a little hiatus last week with this one, but uh, yeah, for, for this week, I could could not resist uh, this particular one just because it made me laugh so much. And I am talking about this week's Troll of the Week.
right, so the troll of the week this week is uh, is CM Punk, and this is not me calling out Punk, you know, for for being a dick or anything like that, like I normally do with the troll of the week. I, I'm making him troll of the week. This is a good troll of the week because it uh, made me laugh, and it was just, you know, Punk just you know, kind of, kind of tongue in cheek. And it just, it, it made me pop. That's the, that's the best way I can put it. After it was announced that, uh, the co-presidents of WWE had been, uh, had been let go, George Berrios and Michelle Wilson, Punk posted on Twitter, basically saying, oh, oh how do I get an interview? And I mean, if you follow the story of CM Punk, him just even asking that question, I mean, it, it, you cannot get more smartassy than that. And uh, I just, I thought it was hilarious. I loved it. And, uh, you know, just that one sentence, you know, how, how do I, how do I get an interview uh, to be president of WWE? I thought it was great. And uh, you know what? They could do a lot worse than CM Punk for, uh, to, for the new president. You know, let's just put that out there. But uh, yeah, so this week's Troll of the Week, on a good note, this is actually you know me giving kudos to CM Punk that you can you can look at this as an act, as a, as an award this week because it's a good thing. Um, yeah, this week's Troll of the Week is CM Punk. All right, so moving right along, uh, the next segment of the show, I actually had an interview uh, just uh, this past Friday with Warrior Wrestling promoter Steve Tortorello. They've got a show coming up on February the fifteenth. Warrior Wrestling eight. Uh, Again, as usual, just a stacked card. Uh, it looks to it's it's going to be an amazing, amazing show. I will be there live again, doing play by play on uh, on on the Podbean app. You know, so if you can't be there in person, uh, or even if you are there in person, you know, download the Podbean app, listen while you're in the arena, so you can have some uh, have some commentary. Me and uh, but me and Steve talk about that. We go over the entire card, everybody making appearances on the show. So uh, yeah. Check out this interview with uh, Warrior Wrestling promoter Steve Tortorello. All right, what's up, everybody? This is Tom with Catch, Hook, and Shoot, and I am talking right now live via Skype with the promoter of Warrior Wrestling, Mr. Steve Tortorello. How you doing today, Steve? I am great, Tom. Thank you for having me back. Always love talking to you and love having you out at Warrior Shows. And and I appreciate everything that you've uh, you've done to uh, to help out the podcast here. Every time at Warrior, it's a great experience. Uh, last time around, we did the the live uh, play by play. Got got some great responses to it, it, and it was it was a blast. I mean, me and me and my buddy Charlie, who's actually a bigger part of the podcast now, he does all my indie reports. But uh, yeah, he was the guy that was doing the color commentary with me, and it, we we both had a blast. Yeah, I mean, we're always happy to have you guys out there, and I think the live commentary is a new wrinkle that's that's going to be really cool going forward. If there's anybody out there traveling or for whatever reason can't watch the video and can't be at the show, they can hear what's going on. And it, I think it's a really cool thing to offer the fans, and I'm, I'm glad that you guys pitched it. Yeah, and uh, Charlie actually had a, a pretty cool idea, and I don't know what kind of delay there is with the the live podcast, but he thought it would, uh, something cool would be like for people actually in the arena – you know, because that, that for me, that's one thing that's always kind of been missing. Like when I go to a live event, you know, I mean, obviously it's awesome, but I miss the commentary. You know, I, I yes. like hearing the, the commentators. So if like anybody in the arena wants to, you know, download the Podbean app and listen to our commentary while they're there live, that, that might be a pretty cool experience. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of diehard baseball fans do that. And I know WWE toyed with it at one point. I think it's a really cool thing. 
Yeah, and uh, you know we're we're looking forward to doing it again at Warrior Eight. I mean, you it, it amazes me how much you guys outdo yourselves every <laughs> time. I mean, you've literally got talent on this card from every major wrestling promotion in the world. That was the goal, you know. We really what we try to do with Warrior Wrestling, and I came up with this analogy maybe a week ago or so, but we're, we we kind of try to be the train station that you've got all of these great promotions all over and a certain match can't happen in Impact or in New Japan or in AAA or in Ring of Honor. But as those talents cross, we're kind of Grand Central Station. And you know what? We, we can do it in our train station. So it's really cool to be able to, to be the place, to be that outlaw island where we can put on these matches that you couldn't see anywhere else from people from all over different promotions. Yeah, and I mean, uh, like one one that jumps out at me, like like right off the bat, and I picked this one as my match to steal the show is kind of a, an Impact versus Ring of Honor match, and that's Daga versus Jonathan Gresham. Yes, that is a I'm, match that actually, inside scoop here, was originally slated to happen at Warrior Wrestling 5 in May of 2019. But for a couple of different reasons, uh, Gresham couldn't be on the show. He ended up doing Battle uh, Best of the Super Juniors and a few other things. So we were excited about that match nearly a year ago. And then Gresham signed exclusively with Ring of Honor. And so we thought, oh, gosh, we'll never get to do it. And through some negotiations with him and with Ring of Honor, all of a sudden it's possible again. And so we're really happy to offer that match because it's a match we've been excited about for nearly a calendar year. Yeah, and, and for me, I, I love Jonathan Gresham. I, uh, I've never seen him live, so this is going to be a thrill for me. But like for my money, he is the best technical wrestler in the world right now. Yes, I really think that there is an elite few, and I think those few are Jonathan Gresham, Zack Sabre, and Alex Shelley. And to see Gresham in action is going to be incredible. On the same night, we get to see Shelley in action. So mm -hmm. if you like Matt wrestling, Warrior 8 is your, is your go-to. Yeah, and that, that's always been my thing. Like, I, I love all wrestling, but my favorite is, like, the mat-based submission style of wrestling. That That's really, you know, what gets me. So I, I'm really looking forward to, to this one. And then, uh, of course, I know what a big fan of the, the Lucha style of wrestling you are, and you've always got some great Lucha matches at, uh, at Warrior. Uh, and this time, of course, no exception, uh, Cavernario versus Templario. Yes. Now, I, I don't get to follow AAA and CMLL as much as I would like. I've mm -hmm. obviously seen Templario at the last couple of Warrior shows, and the, the sure. guy is unbelievable. Yeah. And, and and the other one, the other thing too is is Cavernario is kind of the the big hot rising star in Mexico, and our audience knows Templario from our last couple of shows, and he had Sobrano Junior Warrior Six, and then Jake Lander Warrior Seven, and our audience has learned, wow, Templario is amazing. They haven't. Most of our audience hasn't seen Cavernario yet, and mm -hmm. so when these two go at it, uh, it's going to be a, a really incredible spectacle. This is something that you know you talked a minute ago about Gresham and Daga as possibly stealing the show. The people that know Lucha have said to me the exact same thing you just said. Oh, Cavernario and Templario, nothing else has a chance. So we're excited. You know, anytime we have a show where you have a couple of matches that are going to be competing for that, the action is going to be pretty incredible. Yeah. And <clears throat> <clears throat> Another one that's kind of a, a clash of uh, of promotions, uh, this one being Impact and uh, a AEW slash MLW, the Rascals and the Stronghearts. Yes. 
Yeah, so so if you're a Japanese wrestling fan, Shima, who's uh, the kind of the centerpiece of Dragon Gate for a very long time, he really originated the style of the, the Japanese strong style of, of kicks and speed that a lot of Americans have picked up on over the last decade or so. That much of that comes from Shima and from Dragon Gate, um, at least the modern version of it. Obviously, New Japan as well. And the Rascals, when they went to Dragon Gate a couple of years ago and trained, that is when their game jumped up. They went from very talented guys to incredibly polished, crisp, quick, unbelievable athletes. So a lot of their current status of who they are and what they can do comes from their time in Dragon Gate and with the Stronghearts. And so Shima went on to form OWE and then join AEW here in the United States. And so it's really this incredible clash in some respects an american team versus a japanese team but their training and their styles are so similar it's going to gel perfectly and i think this is another one where people are going to be chanting this is awesome when the time this match is over oh yeah definitely i'm i'm looking for a lot of uh <laughs> a lot of a lot of uh omg moments in in that particular one that's going to be uh, calling that one live is it's going to be hard to keep up with i mean calling the uh uh the the luchador match at the the last one was oh yeah <laughs> oh my that was uh that was definitely a challenge but i think i think we did all right with that one so i'm i'm looking forward to this one too and then uh again another you know last couple show you you've had a couple of uh hall of famers you know in mick foley and kurt angle and this time around you got bully ray and he's actually uh actually got a match against brian pillman jr Yes, so the, so the last few Hall of Famers were just kind of special attractions. Mick Mick got a little physical and, and beat up Frank the Clown a little bit. Kurt, not so much. But this time we've got a bona fide Hall of Famer who's going to fight. And that's mm. the unique spin on this. Bully Ray, obviously, is Bubba Ray Dudley, ECW original and legend, and one of the core pieces of that company. Then WWE, his huge run against the Hardy Boys, Edge and Christian, TLC matches, you name it. Hall of Famer in WWE, Hall of Famer in TNA when he reinvented himself as Bully Ray. Now he's tearing it up in Ring of Honor. This guy has been literally everywhere. He is one of the voices and minds of wrestling. And he's coming to Warrior. And he's facing Brian Pillman Jr., who everybody at Warrior knows is one of our favorite crowd, you know, fan favorites. And not only is it a generational match, the young, up-and-coming, energetic Pillman versus the tough, brawling veteran, it's also got another layer to it because Brian Pillman's father and Bubba, Bully Ray, were contemporaries in ECW. They right. shared the ECW locker room in 1996. And so now Bully is facing the son of somebody that he changed the game with. That's pretty darn cool, we think. Yeah, definitely. And, and Bully Ray, he's one of one of a very, very few guys who was part of a majorly successful tag team and then, you know, went on to become a top singles guy. That doesn't happen very often. I mean, I want to say like Bully Ray, Edge and Shawn Michaels are like the three top guys that have done that. That's about it. I'd maybe throw Jeff Hardy in there to, to some extent. But mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, Bully Ray, especially in TNA, in that long run he had where he reinvented himself as Bully Ray, either with aces and eights or just as the top heel in the company, his promo work was always unbelievable in ECW. Then all of a sudden in TNA, he upped his game even further and became the, literally the centerpiece character of the company. He carried that company for a couple of years there. And mm -hmm. it's really incredible to see. And then he's been able to shift back into tag team wrestling a little bit back with WWE. And now in Ring of Honor, he's kind of become the elder statesman the evil heel elder statesman but right. really 
another centerpiece of that show. So here's a guy who has been at every level, done every facet of the game, and he's probably still doing his best work right now. So we're just thrilled to have him. Yeah, and I and I can't wait, and I I'm I'm sure he would uh, pound me into the ground for saying this, but I have met Bully in person. Despite his character that that he does not turn off most of the time, <laughs> he is a really really nice guy. <laughs> yeah, usually if you get a guy who's really smart and really understands things and works with other people, they, that tends to translate into being a good guy in general. Mm-hmm. And and Pillman Jr. I mean, I I for me, he's my absolute favorite young uh up and coming wrestler right now like i watch mlw for brian pillman jr yes he the first time i saw brian pillman jr was on a black label pro show about a year and a half ago maybe maybe even longer and i knew his name obviously i knew brian's pillman's son was wrestling now and he was still kind of green at the time but he just had some intangible there is something about him that when he walks out and when he when he does everything this kid is a star he, he is just a star. I feel the same way by, about Brian Pillman Jr. as I did when I saw a young Tessa Blanchard in 2017. She's mm-hmm. just a star. And, and Pillman, I'm shocked at this point that he hasn't gotten picked up by an AEW or a WWE or somebody yet. I know he's got the MLW contract, but I wouldn't be shocked if, if AEW comes knocking. And if I was them, I would. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I definitely expect him to see him on the – he's already on a, a – fairly big stage with MLW, but I expect to see him on an even bigger stage sooner rather than later. Agreed. You, you can't keep, as long as everything keeps progressing, you cannot keep a star like that down. Yeah. And then um, moving into uh, pro- what what I'm thinking might be the most fun match of the night is uh, the uh, the Impact Tag Team Champions yep. in North taking on the Space Pirates. When you said fun, I knew exactly which match was next. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, the first time I ever saw the Space Pirates was at Warrior Wrestling, and the, uh, the one, the one guy, you know, I'm like, is he really wrestling with, with a monkey mask and a tail? <laughs> but it, it's, it's entertaining, and you know, you, you can't take your eyes off of it because, you know, d- d- either despite the gimmick or because of it, the, the guy is great. Both of them are great. Yes, I mean, it is the first time I ever heard of Space Monkey was in 2016. And he was going to be at a Chikara show that I was going to see at the Logan Square Auditorium. And I had heard of the gimmick before. I'd seen him on some posters, and I was like, really? Space monkey? Mm-hmm. All right. And then within 30 seconds of him walking through the curtain, I went, oh, never mind. This guy's incredible. Yeah. I mean, he just he's he's a great athlete. He's a great wrestler. And the gimmick makes it all better. It doesn't detract from I mean, it just is perfect. And mm-hmm. Shane Sabre is the pirate, and then they came together. You know, it's ridiculous. You you describe it and you listen to it and you think this sounds ridiculous. And then you see it and you go, nope, it's amazing. Yeah, exactly. And then, of course, the North, like I said, Impact Tag Team Champions. I mean, both of, you know, again, two amazing athletes, two great wrestlers in the ring. So I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. Like I said, I think that one's just going to be a lot of fun. Pure fun. Because you know that the Space Pirates like to have fun. And the North are tough. But they're both incredible tag teams, so it's going to be fun action, fun hijinks. I'm just going to get the popcorn and watch this one. Yeah, and then uh, so moving on uh, next here, we talked about or you talked about Alex Shelley a few minutes ago. He's taking on uh, was originally supposed to take on Amazing Red, but because of injury, uh, Red is being replaced by Ren Narita. Correct. So Ren, if you're a New Japan fan, Ren Narita was in the battle, or excuse me, the best of the Super Juniors. I always want to say battle. The best of the Super Juniors this past May. Uh, he's a young lion who's really got a huge upside. He is like 
watching Brian Pillman now in the United States and thinking about the star that Pillman's going to be in the U.S., that's Ren Narita in New Japan. This is a guy who has every tool. He feels like a star. He's a great in-ring worker. He's come through the incredible New Japan dojo. He's just waiting to break out. In a year or two, when he's New Japan IWGP junior heavyweight champion, when he's having barn burners against Hiromu Takahashi and Will Ospreay, you are going to say, I saw him in a high school gym in Chicago Heights. This guy has the rocket on his back. Yeah, and he and he's taken on a, a veteran, one of yes. one of the greats, in Alex Shelley, and Alex Shelley most recently on NXT. So you you can even say, you know, you've got a, a WWE star on this show to literally include every company on the planet right now. Absolutely, you know, he so Alex Shelley's still unsigned; he doesn't have a contract, but he is. He did do a match on NXT and is potentially working more with them. So you've got an active NXT guy taking on a New Japan guy. Where else do you see that? Yeah, and you don't. It just it doesn't happen. So I, I mean, you know, this this is why I continually say Warrior right now for me is the best independent out there. I mean, you you can't you you're not gonna find a card like this anywhere else. Yeah, that's the goal. You know, we when Eric and I and we talk with Michael Casting, Kyle Breskowitz, and a bunch of our other buddies. When we lay these shows out, we ask ourselves: Would we drive to Cleveland for this show? Would we drive mm-hmm. to Milwaukee for this show? And we have to hit that threshold before we make that our show. And so we really set out to do top to bottom the absolute best job we can. And we're excited with what we've put together. And so am I. I, I honestly, I can't wait. I know it's coming up in two weeks. It can't, can't come fast enough. But uh, <laughs> and then before, before we get into the, uh, the craziness of the two main events, uh, we've got one more match here. Uh, Robert Anthony with Frank the Clown, of course, mm-hmm. uh, taking on Warhorse. Yes. So this, so this should be it, an interesting one. Yeah, interesting is the right word because if you've followed Warrior shows before, you know obviously Frank the Clown has been a presence at every single Warrior show despite our best efforts. Mm-hmm. And uh, Robert Anthony is who he manages. And so they've been together at Warrior, gosh, three, four, five, and seven. And Robert Anthony, the ego, is a fantastic wrestler. He's wrestled Lucha. He's wrestled WWE style, indie style. He can do anything. And Warhorse is the current, I would say, king of the indies. Warhorse and Dan oh, definitely have really established themselves as true characters that you cannot miss. We were lucky enough to have Dan House in last show, and this show we're lucky enough to have Warhorse. And he is really a guy who has found his voice and found his character in the last year. And I think this match is going to be exciting. Just like Space Pirates versus the North, this is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. And I, I've only seen like clips of Warhorse online. I can't wait to see him live. Like you said, he is the the hottest guy on the indies right now. So I, I can't wait for this one either. I can't wait for this whole card. I keep saying that, but <laughs> it's true. We're excited. I was I was at Black Label a few weeks ago and saw Warhorse versus Kylie Ray and and on a card that included some incredible wrestlers, I thought it stole the show and it wasn't even close. He just has something special, just like Pillman. And it's really cool to watch. And uh, yeah, talking about uh, Kylie Ray, that moves us into our next match here. That this is uh, crazy that you've got two of these, but it's the uh, the War of Attrition match for the Warrior Women's Championship. So yes. explain exactly what a War of Attrition match is for those that might not know. Sure. So we, we there's only been one before. We did it on Warrior Wrestling 2, and it's how we crowned our first champ, Brian Cage. Uh, the idea is you take eight people from all different promotions, all different styles of wrestling, and you 
break them down one by one until you've got the one person who survives it all, the one who survives the war of attrition. And so it's a three-fall match. It's four-on-four, losers eliminated. Then two-on-two, losers eliminated. Then one-on-one, and the winner is the champ. So in order to win that belt ultimately or retain that belt potentially in Tessa's case, you need to be on two winning teams and then defeat your partner at the end. So come the second round, when the first four are eliminated and you're choosing your teams, the person who scores the fall gets to pick, you got to decide, do I want someone on my side who is going to help me win and then I got to face them at the end? Or do I want the person that I think I can beat at the end? So there's a little bit of game planning in there for the person who scores the first fall. But whoever makes it to the end of that truly deserves the title because they will have beaten seven of the other best wrestlers in the world. Absolutely. And it, and it puts the the champion, in this case, Tessa Blanchard, at a, a big disadvantage. I mean, you always hear about disadvantages in like triple threat matches and things like mm-hmm. that. Oh, the champion doesn't even have to get pinned. In a case like this, it, it's conceivable the champion may not even set foot in the ring and, yes. be, and, and lose their title. Yeah, so Tessa, regardless of who else is on her team, in the first fall, she'll have three other partners. If one of them gets beat, Tessa's out. The belt is up for grabs. Mm -hmm. So she will need to make sure that her team is on the same page because otherwise she's losing the title in the first fall. And are the, now as far as the teams for the first fall, are they, they're chosen at random? They are chosen at random. It'll be announced as the match begins. Awesome. And uh, with this match, I mean, you, you've got a who's who of uh, women's wrestling here. Like I said, Tessa Blanchard is the champion. You've got Taya Valkyrie from Impact and AAA, Big Swole from AEW, uh, Kylie Ray, probably the, the top independent women's wrestler right now, yep. um, Madison Rain from Impact, Britt Baker from AEW, uh, Ray Lynn and Tasha Steeles. I mean, this is uh, an amazing array of talent in this match. Yeah, you know, we're really excited. The the two up-and-comers that people might not know are Ray Lynn and Tasha Steeles. And Ray Lynn is starring right now on Women of Wrestling Wow, which also stars Tessa Blanchard on Access. And Tasha Steeles is in the NWA. So she's right. battled Thunder Rosa. She's battled a few other women in the NWA. And we wanted everything represented. So Impact, AEW, NWA, and Wow. And so we're really excited about the cross-sections of women wrestling that are in this match. And we think that can only make the match better, the best of each world. Yeah, and I mean, like, like you said before, it, it <clears throat> excuse me, it is you know truly just a clash of all different promotions and styles and everything. And you know, this this is another one. It's gonna be it's gonna be a crazy match to call. And I I just I'm looking forward to this one as well. And then uh, as if that's not enough. There's a second War of Attrition match on this show for the Men's uh, Warrior Championship. In this case, we're guaranteed a new champion. Of course, the the current champion, Brian Cage, I think most people know by now, had a bicep injury, had to have surgery earlier this week. So he's not going to be cleared to compete at Warrior 8. So he's going to have to forfeit the title. Correct. He'll be there. He's coming. You know, when when he called me to let me know that the injury was going to require surgery, and he, he did call me because Brian's a classy guy, um, and we, we talked about it, and he said, Steve, I still want to be there. So he's coming. He'll be in a sling, but he is going to present that belt to the next champion. And then as he told me, he's going to tell the next champion, keep it warm because he's coming back for him once his arm is fixed. 
Yeah, and that I, I uh, when I shared that post on uh, on Twitter, I said the same thing. I'm like, you know, I'm I'm sure he's going to be coming back for his title come Warrior Nine. So, you yeah. know, uh, uh, the the new champ shouldn't uh, shouldn't get too comfortable. But uh, uh, an interesting twist on this one, since Cage is not able to compete in the War of Attrition match, he's he's going to be selecting his own replacement. Correct. So we we had a long discussion internally with cage out and a new champ guaranteed. What do we do with the eighth spot? Do we go get somebody else from elsewhere? Do we only run it with seven and how would that work? And we said, you know what? There are all these other dream matches on the card. What if we took whoever was the most impressive person from earlier in the night? And we said, you did a hell of a job. You get the eighth spot. You get your shot at the belt. We pitched that to Brian cage literally. And he said, I love it. Let me pick them. We said, done. So Brian Cage is going to be scouting the show, and he will then choose from earlier in the show who he thinks deserves a shot at his renounced title. And that, and honestly, with the the amount of talent on this show, he could pick literally anybody, and it wouldn't be a bad choice. Yeah, it, it's funny. You know, somebody was I was talking to somebody online, and they said, "Well, who who could it be?" And we were going back and forth. Maybe it'll be Shima. Maybe mm-hmm. it will be Bully Ray. Maybe it'll be Trey Miguel from the Rascals. Maybe it'll be Cavernario. Maybe Warhorse. Maybe Kylie Ray. You know, there's all of these options, and all of them are great ones. We talked about how incredible Gresham was. Can you imagine if it's Gresham? So there yeah. are so many guys that, or, and girls that could slide into this spot and become a total wild card in the match. Yeah, and and you you bring up an interesting point, and you know I don't know if uh, if. If I actually considered this, but he he could conceivably pick a woman. What what if he picks the winner of the women's war of attrition match? You could have a double champion on your hands. You know what? We actually hadn't talked about that, but that's a possibility. Yeah. So that a lot of lot of twists and turns in this one. It it should be should be an interesting match. But the and you know aside from Cage, I mean the other seven guys in this match. Uh, again, it's a who's who. You've got Andrew Everett, Alex Zane. Uh, Black Taurus, who's who's amazing from uh, from AAA, uh, Aramis, who I'm not super familiar with myself, but then uh, Sam Adonis, uh, another Warrior Wrestling kind of mainstay, mm-hmm. uh, great. I mean, just phenomenal in the ring. Lance Archer, uh, uh, what can what else can be said about him that hasn't <laughs> been said already? <laughs> and uh, and Michael Elgin. So I mean, this this one is uh, yeah, this is. This match is going to be brutal. I think that's the only yeah, way I can put it. Somebody is going to get their the snot kicked out of them. I mean, this you know, Adonis and Elgin had this bruising 20-minute draw at the last Warrior show. Zayn and Everett are unbelievable flyers. Lance Archer, as you said, what can you say? A total monster, 2-0 and in Warrior. Black Taurus won the, the Lucha Scramble last time around. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aramis or Aramis or Aramis, however you want to pronounce it. I've, I've heard it all the different ways. He stole the show in PWG at the Battle of Los Angeles this past fall and he's been back to pwg a a few times and he has really been just a breath of fresh air in a lucha libre which is crazy because lucha is incredible to begin with but aramis is uh poised to take over in fact phoenix at the battle of los angeles got on the microphone and said ladies and gentlemen this is the future of lucha libre so what to see what he's going to be able to do with taurus and zane and everett and the giant archer i can't even wait yeah, and and that I mean that is high praise coming from Phoenix, who who is you know pretty much the top guy in AAA. So, yeah. so that that definitely uh, that definitely is going to make me pay pay attention to uh, to to this guy going going forward. Uh, but 
Yeah, so, uh, I mean, just like I said, a stacked card from top to bottom. Every major wrestling company in the world being represented. Uh, I mean, you know, let uh, let everybody know, you know, when and where and how they get tickets and where they can see it and all that kind of stuff. You've got it. So the show's coming up in a little over two or two weeks from tomorrow. Today's the end of January. It's Saturday, February 15th. And it's in Chicago Heights, Illinois, about a half an hour due south of the city where all of our Warrior shows are. Tickets are at warriorwrestling.net. Uh, as with all of our shows, a ton of the revenue, actually all the revenue after cost goes to uh, Marion Catholic High School that hosts the shows where I'm the principal. So small things like our speech team runs the parking and every five bucks you get for parking helps send a kid to speech camp. Our concessions and bar all goes towards scholarships for kids at school. So it's a great cause. So if you weren't already thinking about coming out, come on out and support a great cause. Have something to eat, have something to drink. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and come enjoy some great wrestling with us. And if you can't make it for whatever reason, you can't make it to the heights, you can watch us live on Fight TV. And then after the fact, we are on demand on the High Spots Wrestling Network. That's awesome. And of course, if you can't do any of that stuff, it's on the, it'll be a live play-by-play -play by me and my buddy Charlie on uh, the Podbean app. <laughs> Podbean, yeah, if you can't watch, or even as you mentioned earlier, Tom, if somebody's in the house and maybe wants to get the commentary while they're watching the matches, download the Podbean app. Absolutely. So, I mean, there there is no excuse not to follow this show one way or the other. There, there's absolutely no reason. Yeah, if you like wrestling, and this is usually our goal, that if you like wrestling, we've got Matt-style wrestling, we've got Lucha wrestling, we've got indie wrestling, we've got high-flying wrestling, we've got women's wrestling, we've got a WWE Hall of Famer. There is something for you if you like wrestling. If you can't find something you like on this show, I just don't think you like wrestling. And, and I would tend to agree, because I've been to, uh, I think, every show since Warrior 5, and I've never seen a bad match never had a bad time and uh oh one thing we didn't talk about the uh the vip fan fest yeah, before the show that is one of our hallmarks we've been doing since the very beginning it's a hundred dollars which seems expensive oh my gosh it's a hundred bucks but for your hundred dollars you get an autograph from and a picture with every single star on the show at last count, that is 40 wrestlers, including Alicia Atut from Canada and MLW, our guest hostess. So you get 40 autographs and pictures. That's a dollar and a half per person, per wrestler. And, you know, we're going to have a broken table. You can take a broken table picture with Bully Ray. We're going to have both the Impact belt and the Warrior Women's belt. You can take a double champ picture with Tessa Blanchard. You get to meet everybody, hang out with everybody, catch up with Tom and the other podcasts and various vendors. It really is a wrestling party. So if you are anywhere in the area, don't just come to the show. Come out early for the Fan Fest. You will not regret it. Yeah, and I, I've got to say, you know, the, the first Warrior show that I went to, I went as a fan. That was before I started, uh, you know, participating, so to speak. But, uh, I mean, it, everybody there is awesome. I, the You know, the, the wrestlers are just amazing. And it's, you know, it's not like going to a Comic-Con or something like that where you're just kind of herded through like cattle, you know, to snap the picture and move along. It You know, you actually get, you know, that minute or so to say hi and talk and shake hands and get your picture and get your autograph and you know just walk around and you know just meet everybody and check out the merchandise and things like that it's just it's an awesome time for like you said if you're a wrestling fan uh, there is going to be something there for you yeah our goal is to make it a wrestling party like you said not a not a cattle meet and greet at a big con but 
a party, hang out, talk to people, talk to this. And, and I, one of the things that's so cool for me is seeing people who have come to all the warrior shows who have now made friends with some of the guys that are on all the shows. So with Pillman or Adonis or Tessa, and they see him again at the show and pick up a conversation they left off on two months ago. And it's really cool. We've, we've hopefully created this wrestling party atmosphere. And you you definitely have. I mean, it is one of warrior events are honestly some of my favorite events to go to. So at, at keep doing what you're doing, please. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're, we're not going anywhere. We're going to keep it up and we need uh, people to come on out and enjoy the show so we can keep doing that. And uh, again, you know, thank you for the uh, for the opportunities you've given me as far as having the podcast at the Fan Fest and then this last time doing the commentary and doing the commentary again for Warrior 8. It's uh you know, it's it's always just it's a great time, and honestly, it's great uh, great experience for for me. I, I love it every time. We're so happy to have you. Have always happy to talk wrestling with you, and let's keep doing it forever. Absolutely, sounds good to me. But uh, yeah, I think that uh, pretty much wraps us up here. We've been going for about a half an hour. I'll, uh, I'm sure you want to get uh, get started enjoying your weekend. I'm sure you've got a uh, busy two weeks ahead of you coming up with uh, coming up on uh, Warrior Warrior Eight on the fifteenth of uh, February. So uh, yeah, again, Steve Tortorello, promoter for Warrior Wrestling, principal of Marion Catholic High School. Uh, February fifteenth, five p.m. is the the VIP uh, Fan Fest. Seven p.m. bell time for for the event. Get to Marion Catholic High School. Catch it on the Fight app. Catch it on Podbean if you want to just hear the audio. I mean, uh, yeah, it's the best indie show you're going to see. And uh, <clears throat> if you can if you can make it out, it's the, the best value for your money you're going to find anywhere. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. That's what we're shooting for. So we, we won you over. Now, if you're oh, absolutely. And watching and you're not yet won over, come give us the shot to do it on the 15th. All right, Steve. Thank you very much for uh, for coming on the show again. My uh, my first third time guest. I know last time I told you you were my second two time guest, and and you weren't weren't real happy about that. But uh, yeah, you're my first three time guest. So uh, I I always appreciate you taking the time. I always have uh, always have a good time talking to you. So uh, yeah, I will see you on February the fifteenth. Sounds good. All right. Thanks a lot, Steve. Thanks, Tom. All right. So that's Warrior Wrestling promoter Steve Tortorello. Remember February fifteenth. Uh, in uh, uh, Chicago Heights, Marion Catholic High School. If you're in the Chicago area, you know, go to warriorwrestling.net. Get your tickets. Uh, it's Valentine's Day weekend. If your significant other is a wrestling fan, this is an amazing gift to get them. Uh, you know, you're not going to find a better independent wrestling show anywhere. And it's a, it, it's honestly an amazing value for, for your money for, with the prices that they charge and everything that they that you get for uh, for that price. So again, warriorwrestling.net for your tickets. Uh, also, we'll be airing on the Fight app. And also, you'll get live audio play-by-play on the Podbean app done by me and Charlie G. So no excuse for missing this show. Definitely check it out on one of those, one of those platforms. Be there live. Watch the pay-per-view. Uh, listen live on Podbean, but check this show out because it's going to be the best indie show uh, anywhere. So, yeah, that's that's uh, you know what can I say about Warrior that I haven't said before. So, moving on to my uh, next segment of the show, fast or uh, quickly becoming one of my favorites. I don't think fastly is a word, but uh, quickly becoming one of my favorites is because it's so much fun, and I'm talking about the Fantasy Booker.
All right, so the fantasy booker this week, I actually touched on a couple of minutes ago when I was talking about Brody Lee. And, uh, you know, this this match is, uh, I think it would be just, I think it would just be amazing to watch because these guys are so similar. And I'm talking about Brody Lee versus Bruiser Brody. I mean, you know, between size, look, style, um, you know, it'd, it'd be a hard-hitting fast-paced match because you know both guys uh Brody Lee and uh and Bruiser Brody you know rest his soul uh phenomenal athletes you know in addition to being just huge hard-hitting bruisers <laughs> for lack of a better word so uh yeah that that's my uh that's my fantasy booker for this week I'm not gonna delve too much into it you know I just I want you guys just to imagine especially you old school wrestling fans who who have had the chance to uh, to see Bruiser Brody, or even you know even you don't even have to be an old school wrestling fan. Go on the WWE Network, watch some old uh, world class uh, matches with Bruiser Brody, and and watch watch this guy work. And tell me he wouldn't put on a phenomenal match with uh, Brody Lee, formerly known as Luke Harper. So uh, yeah, that is your fantasy booker for the week: uh, Bruiser Brody versus Brody Lee. Uh, uh, just God, what you know, what could have been. If uh, if these guys were around in the same same generation, so uh, moving on to uh, basically the last segment of the show, and uh, this one, you know, again, I don't think this is going to be uh, too popular of an opinion, but that's kind of the point. And of course, I am talking about the weekly hot take. hot take for this week is about Becky Lynch and uh, it's not something bad about Becky Lynch I'm a huge Becky Lynch fan my uh, my hot take on this is Becky Lynch right now is the face of WWE like it or not you know there's so many people out there that want to you know downplay how important Becky Lynch is to the WWE or how good she is they say oh she's boring she can't wrestle and um, you know, uh, there's people who say, you know, oh, Seth Rollins' girlfriend, blah, 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 blah. Hey, you know what? Becky Lynch has been in wrestling for a very long time, been in WWE for a long time, and she has, you know, earned everything that she's got. Go back and watch her progression in WWE when she came in, uh, you know, e- even into NXT, you know. Just watch her progression in NXT, and then when she was brought to the main roster, she was paired with Charlotte and Paige, two of the biggest women's stars in WWE, and she, you know, kind of got lost in the in the shuffle and pushed to the background, and then, you know, came to the forefront a little bit, had, had a title run, she was the first SmackDown Women's Champion, and then she lost that title, and again, you know, kind of kind of faded away a little bit, and then had this huge resurgence with with you know the uh, the in, the invention of the uh, the man character for her, and uh, you know she I like it or not she is the face of the company right now. It's not Roman Reigns, it's not Seth Rollins, it's not the Fiend because the Fiend uh, you know as good as Bray Wyatt is. Don't get me wrong, I love the Fiend character, but that's not marketable you're not going to see the fiend on good morning america or anything like that but you will see becky lynch you know she's got that john cena type quality she she's got a great look she's great with people you know the majority of people love becky lynch it's just the vocal minority on social media that want to uh, downplay how good she is and how important she is to uh to the wwe but yeah right now 
the face of WWE is Becky Lynch. Like it or not, that's how it is. Me personally, I like it. I think it's great. I'm a huge fan of Becky Lynch. Maybe it's because I'm Irish too. I don't know. But hey, I think she's awesome. So that's pretty much that for the uh, the weekly hot take. One last thing I want to mention before I sign off. Uh, Wrestling Behind Ringside Hall of Fame. Uh, my buddy Archie Cowboy Coglin, of course, host of the Wrestling Behind Ringside podcast. Uh, has a Hall of Fame ceremony every year. Nominees will be dropping this year on May the 11th. There will be two nominees per wing. Uh, head over to WrestlingBehindRingside.com. Check out the, the current uh, Hall of Famers and all the different wings that they have. Uh, voting, there will be two nominees per wing. Voting will be on Twitter. Uh, there is a fans wing, which the nominees for that will be drawn from the Wrestling Behind Ringside Facebook followers. So, you know, head over there, give them a follow, check it out. Uh, you know, Archie knows his stuff when it, when it comes to pro wrestling. Uh, it's a great podcast, so definitely, you know, check that out as well. They'll also be unveiling what they're calling the Forever in Silver plaque live on Facebook the day that the inductees are announced, So, uh, which is to be determined. They haven't announced that date yet, but the uh, uh, nominees will be dropping on May the 11th. So uh, make sure you're following Wrestling Behind Ringside on Facebook and on Twitter. Head to WrestlingBehindRingside.com, get all the info on that, check out the current Hall of Famers, and uh, yeah, follow along on social media, see who the new uh, newest batch of Hall of Famers are going to be for Wrestling Behind Ringside. So with that, I am going to sign off for today. I want to thank everybody again for uh, for tuning in and checking out the show wherever you find your podcast. Tune in, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Podbean, um, YouTube for the video feed. Make sure you're following on social media on all platforms. It's at CatchHookShoot. Patreon.com slash CatchHookShoot for all your bonus content. Like I said, there's going to be some uh, some changes coming to that in uh, hopefully in the next week or so. So keep an eye on that. I'm going to make it a little bit more a uh, little more interesting, I think. Uh, so definitely keep an eye on uh, Patreon.com slash CatchHookShoot. Head to ProWrestlingTees.com slash CatchHookShoot for all your t-shirt needs. And as always, if you ever want to shoot me an email, it's CatchHookShoot at gmail.com. So... Hope everybody has an amazing week, and I'm going to end the show kind of the same way I have been uh, the last few weeks. You know, make uh, make sure that you're telling all the important people in your life how important they are to you. Make sure you're showing them how important they are to you, because uh, you never know what's going to happen day to day. And uh, to steal a line from JR, tomorrow's not guaranteed. So, uh, you know, uh, forgive, and uh, yeah, just uh, keep... Keep the people that are important to you close to you and uh, let let them know how you feel. Don't be, uh, you know, let go of your pride and, and just uh, don't be afraid to say, hey, you're important to me. So, uh, yeah, with that, hope everybody has an awesome week. Enjoy all the great wrestling that will be coming up this week, and I will talk to you guys soon. Mm-hmm.